Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim January 24th 2022 The path is simple A mudhakara by Sheikh Muhammad Fawzi Al-Karkari Qaddasallahu Sirra A murid asked the Sheikh to explain a vision that he had which began in a dream state The murid describes himself in a dream amidst stars and planets of different colors then he recites a beautiful poem and was stunned by how beautiful the poem was but unfortunately he forgot that poem that he recited in the dream and then the dream turned into a vision because he woke up from it and began to see beams of light the sheikh comments indeed a vision or a mushahada is a door to the station of ihsan the station of worshiping god as if you see him and one cannot reach the prophet's words nuran anni ara until he sees god's mulk in other words you don't reach nuran anni ara until you behold god's kingdom the physical realm then you ponder it with constant invocation and that contemplation of the physical realm is what brings you into the malakut the spiritual realm of lights then you observe the malakut and reflect on it with constant invocation until you arrive at god's jabarut god's realm of invincibility of divine secrets and of divine attributes then through the reality of the innermost secret the sir this mulk and malakut and jabarut whose levels you journey through by virtue of the invocation you realize that they themselves are none other than nurut they are qualifications or descriptions of the divine reality and you see that they have no existence in of themselves and the wayfarer sees the dhatul musamma or the named essence so the sheikh's answer first evokes and quotes the well-known qasida aya muridallah by shaykh al-alawi rahmatullahi alayhi the shaykh continues the path is so simple god is with you the one who makes god's path long and distant and arduous is the one who's distancing himself from god you suppose the spiritual path to be a long journey but you're just distancing yourself from your lord he's near and it's really easy follow what i say what is this mulk it's the heavens and the earth right we can agree on that that's god's mulk now as i invoke as i do dhikr i use my intellect a little i move my mind and i reflect on the mulk of the creator I'm not going to just sit down and invoke and think about my mortgage or my personal problems or a marriage I'm about to commit to or unemployment to find a way out of these lower thoughts you should know that the murid or the gnostic is the child of his moment so I'm going to take advantage of my hour of invocation by reflecting on higher things because 
I'm not at the level of being able to see, let's say, my job as being something that's so small or the dunya as something that's so insignificant. I'm not there yet. But that's not important. That's okay. What matters is that during that state of invocation, I will see that these things will distract me and I know that they're going to diminish and compromise the purity of that hour of invocation I'm in. So these insignificant secondary aspects of our daily life, these mundane features that distract us, those I need to try to push them away. And when I finish my hour of invocation, I bring some of the breezes of that invocation, of that hour of remembrance, into those mundanities, into my day. How do I do it? It's easy. I'm invoking, I'm doing my dhikr, and at the same time, I'm using my mind, my intellect, to reflect on the heavens and the earth. I'm not going to think about the heavens and the earth, let's say, in a way that goes against the grain. Look, you know that the earth is a sphere, that the heaven and the space out there is dark, and that planets are spherical, and so on. This is what you're told. I won't tell you to reject that or to believe that the earth is flat or something like that. Believe in the heavens just as they are described to you in Al Jazeera and in documentaries. Okay? Now, I contemplate these heavens. Not my trials, not my challenges, not my work or my unemployment. I invoke and I contemplate the spheres of the heavens and the earth, the ornaments of the stars and the planets, the luminous celestial bodies, with my mind. Those thoughts, I try to make them bring me to conclude, very simply, that the heavens are vast, that they're grand. It's a simple insight, but it leads me to the question, where am I in God's mulk? Where am I? I am in the continent of Africa, on planet Earth, in the village of Al-Arwi, and what is that in relation to the mulk that I am contemplating in my mind? This little dot that I occupy on planet Earth is not even a speck. It's so small. Now, when I think like that, when I contemplate the heavens and the Earth in this simple manner, my intellect begins to widen and broaden. And it'll tell me, the intellect says, I can now bear a vast knowledge. You're thinking bigger than yourself. All this is happening as I'm invoking, as I'm remembering God, with the dhikr. And I pray for God to give me a spiritual opening and to put me on the right path. So this is dhikr and tafakkur, invocation and reflection. And they're occurring simultaneously. And the moment that your reflection and your invocation are completely lined up, you'll see the planets in a vision right in front of you. You'll have a disclosure. When that happens, when you see them, you're no longer in the mulk. Now you're seeing the malakut of the All-Merciful. Malakut al-Rahman. This is different. Now, we went from the mulk to the malakut. If you see the malakut, don't think of bread or sleep or something else. You have exited the mulk and you're now in the malakut. What should I do? I should invoke and I need to, 
once more arrive at a result. If I don't taste this result, if I don't experience it, if I don't live it and arrive at it, it's as if I haven't done anything at all. What is this result that I need to arrive at when I have that opening? I need to, in my heart, in my mind, in my thought, to conclude, Subhanallah, this vast malakut is in my bedroom where I sleep? So, at first when I reflected on the mulk, I couldn't say that all the mulk is in my bedroom. That's pure ignorance. I'm using my intellect and my imagination to reflect on the vastness of the mulk and the insignificance of myself. This planet Earth isn't even a size of a lentil in comparison with what's out there with the vastness of the cosmic world. To say nothing of me, a little speck on that little planet Earth. So, I'm nothing. So that was the first stage. Now it's different. Now that God has opened my inner vision, my basira, and I witness the planets, I don't want to do what an ignorant person would say and say, oh, there's Jupiter, there's Mars. Why go back to naming things in the mulk? Why go back to ignorance after my Lord gave me an opening? My Lord wants me to learn. He wants me to ascend from the Malakut upwards, not from the Malakut back down to the Mulk. So, I have to be in a state and be realistic and just simply logical with the Dhikr. Why don't you think like this? I'll tell you why. Because during the time of Fikr, when you're supposed to use your intellect to contemplate the heavens and the earth and begin to have an opening into the Malakut, you don't reflect. If you invoked and did dhikr and fikr at the same time, if you do both dhikr and fikr at once, or remembrance and reflection, you would hit the mark. Note that Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, he sees the malakut in a, in a room, in a closed room. That's why he was surprised. That's why he had a sense of veneration and he really exalted what he saw. He venerated it in his heart. That's why he said, Rabbi, this is my Lord. He didn't say, oh, this is a planet or this is Mars. He was seeing the Malakut. He was seeing the spiritual realm. Not the mulk, not the kingdom. Muri Ibrahima Malakut as samawati wal ard. We show Ibrahim the Malakut of the heavens and the earth, is what the verse says. So, when do we see the Malakut of Ar-Rahman? It's at the time of tajalliyat, of disclosure. During the time of disclosure, you're engaging with God's malakut in the tajalli, in the disclosure, in the khalwa, in qiyam, at the last third of the night. Those disclosures are malakut. You see it. As for the mulk, you can behold it right now. I'm in front of you, you're in front of me, what's in your mind? All that is just mulk. Now you're engaging with the malakut. And it begins to manifest before you. You see galaxies, you see a planet. What are you supposed to say? You're supposed to say, Subhanallah, look at Allah's malakut? No, your fikr should come to the conclusion. You should have tasted that the scope of the malakut of Ar-Rahman, it's right here. That vast world of the spiritual realm, it's right in front of you. This malakut that I'm seeing, it's here. Even if... Let's say you don't want to bring it inside you and say the malakut is within me. Because that's actually a higher level. To say 
the malakut of ar-Rahman is within me. But you paid no attention to it. So just say, at least, it's with me. The malakut is in this room, in this ritually pure place of worship. That is, this place is elevated. Just start there and work on that. Work on realizing and tasting and marveling at the fact that the malakut is before you. Something so vast right there. Now you see the planets orbiting around you. And they're going to teach you themselves. They'll open up and close. They'll come and go. The ratq and the fatq, the stitching and unstitching, the non-differentiation and differentiation, opening and closing of the heavens. And you look at them and you say, is this the history of God's mulk? Is this a noble sign? Is this an ayah? No, this ayah is here as well. It's right here. The ayah, as described in the Qur'an, is opening up right before you, and it's closing up right before you. And now you start to tremble in your soul. Now you start to realize, wait, am I here in the bedroom, or am I elsewhere? When these heavens open and close, open and close, how long has your poor sheikh been barking at you, like a dog, and telling you, This verse from Surah Al-Rahman, when the heaven opens up and it is a flower that's crimson, what will you see when the heavens cleave apart? You tell me. You'll see the malakut of Ar-Rahman. When the heavens open up, you behold and witness the malakut. If you want to see the heavens of the physical realm of the mulk, just step out of the building and look up and you'll see the heavens. But now in your invocation, the door is shut, your eyes are closed and you're invoking. And so you're seeing the malakut of Ar-Rahman. The expression in the Qur'an, إِذَنْ شَقَّتِ السَّمَاءُ فَكَانَتْ وَرْدَةً كَدِّهَانَ is a very precise description of the opening of the heaven of the heart. After the verse, فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانَ Which of the blessings of your Lord do you deny? The next verse is, فَيَوْمَ إِذِي لَا يُسْأَلُ عَنَّ بِهِ إِنْسٌ وَلَا جَانَ On that day, no human or jinn will be asked of their sins. فَيَوْمَ إِذِينَ This day is not like other days. This day of the opening of the heavens. The murid who knows this day, the murid who knows that he won't be asked about his sins, that's a big moment. At that moment, it's as if he's passed beyond the reckoning of his soul. Do you get it? God gave it. He spelt it out for you right here in front of you in the Qur'an and you're beholding it. Tell me now, what will you do when the heaven cleaves apart? When you see the flower, the murids are quiet. The shaykh says, tell me and speak. The murids are quiet. Then the shaykh says, this is what you do, dummies. And he gets up and he prostrates. I'm in a state, I'm in a station in which my Lord has forgiven my sins. You won't even thank him. You won't even say, Alhamdulillah. If I were you in that state, I would cry out, My Lord, take my spirit. Make it the last prostration. You think I'll feel bad for you or the tariqah or my kids or people leaving behind? This is the state I want to die in. Because I know with complete certitude that if I die at that moment, and this knowledge I'm saying is not a scholarly knowledge, but a knowledge from the Qur'an directly, from God's word. I know that if I die at that moment, 
when the sky has cleaved apart, I will not be asked about my sins. Now the sky has cleaved apart, it's opened up, and I prostrate. I say, La ilaha illallah, subhanaka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik, glory be unto you, ya Allah, you are as you have praised yourself. Learn to converse with your Lord. Learn to have intimate conversation with Him. Instead, what are you doing? You have a dream, you wake up from it, you have a vision, and you're still stretched out, lying in bed. It's as a result of this kind of reaction to the nur that I tell you that you're not going to understand its language. I give you the nur, but you're unable to decipher its meaning. At the moment of that tajalli, fall prostrate, God gave this opening to you so that you can attain the supreme prostration. Sheikh Al-Alawi says, وَقَفْتُ تَحْتَ سَقْفِ عَرْشِ الرَّحْمَانِ I stood under the roof of the throne of the All-Merciful. What a place that is to stand. Now for you too, what are you searching for? You're searching for a state, a station that's pure, that's not adulterated by anything else. God is folding your distance. He's shortening your path. He brings you to a place of proximity. He's folded the mulk for you. He's opened up the malakut for you. And it becomes wardatan kaddihan, like a crimson rose. And what do you do? You just wake up the next morning and say, Oh, by the way, I saw wardatan kaddihan. So what? That's not what it's about. Come to me and say, Oh, Sheikh, I saw the flower. You dummy. If you see it, ask your Lord to teach you Intimate converse, munajat. God has washed your scroll, your sahifa. You're like a newborn. You're like someone whose hajj has just been accepted. So watch yourself lest you slip again. If I reach to the heaven and it cleaves apart, wallahi that night I will not sleep. I'd be afraid. My resurrection has come about. Qamat qiyamati. I'll wait for the cleaving of God's beautiful names for the next heaven to break open, invoking swimming in the nectar of the flower in the hopes of reaching its stem, its saq, because yawma yukshafu an saq, the day that the stem is revealed. As per the Quranic verse, what's the believer going to do? Yakhirru lillahi sajida. He will fall prostrate before God. You see, you invoke and you attain levels just to show off to your peers. Not to purify your hearts. That's why in the eyes of the Sheikh, you all just remain insects. And I'm sorry for saying this. Because if your furthest end were really to invoke in order to purify your heart, everything I said would come to you directly as inspiration. You don't need to wait to hear it from me. Far be it for you to attain this state of proximity and still turn to your right and to your left. There is no distraction there. Ibrahim salam, his eye was on his Lord. He beholds the vision and says, This is my Lord. I do not like things that set. This is my Lord. I do not like things that set. He keeps repeating it. La uhibbul afilin. 
and the Lord continues to unveil the malakut for him until he proclaims, وجهي, I turn my face to the one who originated the heavens and the earth. He turns in a state of bewilderment. How can all of God's exemplifications, how could all these lights could ever be exhausted? How could I complete them? After beholding the star, the moon, and the sun, I realize they're inexhaustible, these empty la of Allah Ta'ala's nur, so I'll turn my face to the Lord who created all of them. Follow in the tracks of Sayyiduna Ibrahim والسلام, You invoke just to enter the khulwa. Uh, you are in the khulwa, but you've really gained nothing from it. If you had direct taste and dhawq, you would take advantage of these spiritual breezes, these nafahat, You'd get up, make your wudu, face the qibla, pray two cycles of prayer, two rak'ahs, and ask Allah for the day of increase, for the day of mazid. This is an extra day after all, a day that's just between you and your Lord. When that state diminishes and you're no longer in it, and you've charged your batteries and you've replenished yourself, then sure, go back to sleep and snore as you wish. You can put ten blankets on you if you want to. Learn to establish a connection with the Divine Presence, with the Prophetic Presence. Because at this hour that you just described, you won't be asked of your sins. Your Lord has washed you. After that hour, the Mass begins again. But at this hour that you're describing, that's the hour of intimate converse with the All-Merciful. Praise Allah. Praise Rasulullah. And ask it big, ask something big, ask to behold, to witness, to see the All-Merciful. Safah Ruhi, ask for purity of spirit to be with Sayyidina Isa والسلام, ask for ascension. There are some Murids who are like, oh yeah, the flower, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. What can I do for you if you don't want to purify yourself? So try to grasp and taste these spiritual breezes. At the moment that they descend, don't wait for them to go. Sayyidina Ibrahim says, هذا Rabbi لا أحب الآفلين Immediately, he didn't want to be absent from that presence. Take advantage, do istighfar, say la ilaha illallah, just invoke, send blessings upon the Prophet ﷺ. God opened them up for you, the heaven, he's washed your heart. So praise your Lord, thank him, and he will increase you. And... For those who have not and cannot and do not taste this state, well, you should just begin by faking it. I want you to understand how to engage with the malakut so that you don't make the same mistake again. That vision that you had after the dream, you can't buy it even if you put hard cash down. So you have to be prepared to expose yourself to the spiritual breezes. The nafahat. Be ready when they come, take advantage of them. The one who can bring the nafahat down, who can actually cause them, bring them down and control them, is the Qutb, the pole. He discloses, he hides, he manifests, he descends, he ascends, whenever, however he wishes, because he's been enriched by al-hay, by the living. So take advantage of them if you have no control. If they come once in a while, don't say, oh, I'm the Qutb. Unless you're in that kind of state and you in that kind of work 24 hours a day. The Malakut revolves around you as if you are their son and they are branches of you. Not just once, but all the time. 
and you control them too. You can produce a plurality of spheres, of galaxies, you create new centers, build new ones, take some and move them elsewhere, you create, all of them are between your hands. This is not some sort of excessive power lust, this is for the sake of being present with the Lord of creation, because you want to look at God's noble face. Why does the commoner criticize us? They say, oh, look, they're claiming that they see angels. Our goal is that fresh breeze of the spirit, that special spiritual state, that proximity to the divine, that state of serenity and sakina, the locus of God's approval. I pray that one day you'll get it, that one day you'll understand. I pray that one day I no longer have to analyze the illusions that God sends to you, and I no longer have to analyze the visions of the fuqara and interpret them for you. I pray for you one day to interact with the Lord independently. That's the ultimate goal. I try, I help, I give ta'wil, I try to give interpretations for each maqam, for the ha, now we're in the lam, al-ishq, the lam of love, I teach you how to travel to God, even if I'm attacked, even if people criticize and slander. If God gives us life and if he extends us life, we'll continue to do what we're doing. If he takes our spirit, may God bring someone better to do a better job than us, inshallah. But you have to learn how to stand on your two feet. Put this fact before your very eyes. You are here to seek Ma'rifa. There's no other quest outside of that. Take advantage of Fridays. Fridays are Eid. They're nafahat, they're spiritual breezes. If you expose yourself to them, they take you to a very high place. If you're in the Malakut, you go directly to the Jabarut. If you expose yourself to the breezes of Friday, in the Mulk, it takes you directly to the Malakut. If you're in the Jabarut, it takes you directly to the Sir, the secret of Al-Haqiqah. The more you work that day, the more you try to practice presence and worship and devotion on Friday, the more you preserve it, the more breezes you benefit from. The Murids often lose energy on Fridays for some reason. Try to preserve it. If we could, we would spend 24 hours completely around the clock in worship. The Prophet ﷺ says that the nafha, the breeze, will descend on that day. And so we try as much as possible to watch ourselves and to be in a state of worship and to be prepared to respond and engage with that nafha from Allah. This type of muraqaba, this type of watchfulness, and self-examination leads you to intimacy with Allah Ta'ala. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ala Sayyidina Ibrahim fi alamina inna ka hamidul majid.